Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Hot Off The Mess. I am your host, Samantha Bush, and I'm coming to you straight from my bedroom um, where I will be talking about, obviously, the Grammys. I will be talking about what the fuck happened on Girls Trip 4 again. Um, We have some news updates there. And of course, I'm going to recap the season finale of Real Housewives of Potomac. So um, I just want to let everybody know if I'm a little bit low energy or if I seem weird, it's because I am. I'm going, you know, there's some personal tings um, brewing and, you know, it is it is what it is. If we don't laugh, we'll literally cry and have a mental breakdown. So we're not going to do that. Um, Yeah. So let's talk about the Grammys. I'm I love award shows. I have such like a nostalgia type feeling for it because my mom and I would watch the red carpet for every single award show and then we would watch obviously the show right after and so I just have this like this deep love for them even though they're fucking crazy sometimes and especially within the last like few years they've just taken a weird turn I've talked about it on this podcast before like my least favorite celebrity quality is when they try to be too relatable because it's like you're not and it's okay there's no need to pretend it's my least favorite thing when they get on the red carpet and they're like asked like you know questions they're like I would rather be at home eating a pizza shut the fuck up like you wouldn't it's okay like you don't need to pretend because millions of people would kill kill to be in your position so just own that and just be a fucking celebrity please social media really made people think that we wanted them to be like relatable and maybe we did a a certain time but that time has since passed um so let's get into it Trevor Noah was hosting the Grammys and I thought he did an okay job um I don't know I feel like the host job is always so so hard because it's like you're you're pandering a little to the viewer but you also want to you know make jokes that the celebrities are gonna be into but the setup was so bizarre like they were all at these little tiny cocktail tables you know like in La La Land when like they're in like those old timey um bars and they have like those little tables with the little candle votives and like all you can fit on it is like two martinis and like that's it. That's like literally what these celebrities were sitting at. I mean, there was four of them at each table and they were kind of paired off. So it was like Lizzo. Lizzo was there at a table with Adele and her boyfriend. You know, Ben and Jayla were at a table. I forget who, honestly, they were sitting sitting with. On Who were they sitting with? I, I can't remember. But and then like B and J were sitting together like it was they were all kind of paired together which I thought was fun. I mean, the Adele and Lizzo table, they were truly having the time of their lives. Lizzo kept posting selfies the entire night. She kept like, she was truly boots on the ground for the Grammys. If you do not follow her on Twitter, you must, you must follow her because it's like following a really famous, like good friend because she really gives you the, the, she gives you what you want because she was giving us like behind the scenes, like, you know, people's reactions to certain winners and it was really, really fun to see. And of course, you know, it was a big night for Beyonce. She was and is now the most awarded Grammy winner in history. She has 32 Grammys. Incredible. Um, but I have, you know, obviously words for the Academy. Um, it's so incredibly disrespectful for the Academy to constantly bring Beyonce out 
put her up for album of the year. This is, I believe, her fourth time. And to to watch her lose. And they keep giving her all of these awards. How the fuck can someone be the most awarded winner in Grammy history and not have an album of the year award? Make it make sense okay it doesn't make any goddamn sense she's lost to taylor swift she lost to beck that was truly like i will never forget that that was like deeply deeply upsetting for everybody then she lost to adele and even adele was like oh fuck like i shouldn't have won this i mean she was wearing a lemon pin in honor of lemonade which was beyonce's like incredible album um and now she lost you know, to Harry Styles. And I understand like it's not the artist's fault that they win. (laughs) You know, like it's still really exciting for Harry. But I do think it's like a little bit of a slap in the face for Beyonce to like constantly be brought up and, you know, put out and then she loses. And it's like, are you guys aware of what this woman does? Like she is truly the artist of our time. She's, you know, she's incredible I mean our our world is truly crumbling around us but we are so lucky to be living at the same time as Beyonce and I find it so disgusting when people come on the internet and they go Beyonce is so overrated will you shut the fuck up stop trying to be a contrarian she's not overrated she's an artist she's a singer she's a performer she's unproblematic okay she does she puts her heart and fucking soul into every album that she does and so to see her just get disrespected in this manner is absurd but I want to talk about the other things of the Grammy other parts of the Grammys obviously um I need Harry Styles to to rest this man is exhausted he is beaten down he has done residency at MSG he's done you know consecutive shows I believe at another um stadium in LA like he is being put up for a Vegas residency like he's been non-fucking-stop with this album like it's everywhere he's everywhere he was in Don't Worry Darling he had to do that press tour I mean god imagine the stress because then him and Olivia broke up recently you know like shortly after and then of course he was like being accused of spitting on Chris Pine which is something that I will never forget because that was a really that was one of those days on the internet where I just thank god for the internet like there's a lot of times where I'm like wow this is really ruining ruining us but in moments like that I I really feel like it brings us together as a people um And so he does his little performance to As It Was. And something was deeply off, like his keys were off, like his notes. I mean, I'm not, you know, you know, a professional. I'm not a musician, so I don't know the exact terminology, but he just wasn't giving. It was lackluster. It was tired. I'm sure he's sick of singing this fucking song like enough already and then also his speech I felt was a little weird like it just wasn't giving like excitement and energy and like I just won album of the year like oh my god like he seemed of course happy but it just didn't it wasn't um it just wasn't giving what it needed to give you know and I just think it's because he's burnt out he's Ariana Grande this happened to her too she burnt the fuck out 
And now we don't hear from her. And she's, you know, in her little wicked world and getting ready to become Glinda. And I'm here for it. I'm ready for it. She needed that break because she was putting out albums back to fucking back. And like she's gone through a lot of loss and trauma. And um, I feel that with Harry, like he's just his eyes are tired. You can just tell. And I know I know him, you know, personally. So um, I can just I, I know my man. And as much as I love him, as much as I think he's a great performer, I, I just think this award really should have gone to Beyonce. Truly. I also this might be a hot take. I think a fine line, which was his first um, album or his last one before this was better than Harry's house. Um, I enjoyed Harry's house, but it wasn't, it wasn't Renaissance, you guys. It just wasn't. The day that Renaissance dropped, I became transformed. It really changed the trajectory of my life. I was shaking my ass from the moment I woke up to the moment I went to sleep. I was tipping, I was tapping my little toes. I couldn't stop. It was like, I, and here's the thing. When Break My Soul came out as a single before we got the album, I didn't, love it. I got to be honest. I was like, okay, I get it. I'm excited for this disco pop electronic era that she's, you know, bringing us in into, but it didn't grab me. Then I got the album and I was like, okay, this makes sense. Because when you play it in like, you know, order in the order of the tracks, uh, it makes a lot of sense and it's a perfect album and I really think it ushered people into this new post-COVID era like to be happy and dance and, you know, shake their ass and pop their little pussies. And, you know, we were we were doing it all summer, all summer. And it's really deeply, deeply upsetting that she lost for the fourth time in a row. It just it doesn't make any fucking sense. And if I was Beyonce, I would stop going to the Grammys. I would say, fuck you. You guys are truly monsters. It makes no goddamn sense. And there was like some other like random little, you know, moments that um had me raise an eyebrow. Uh, Bonnie Raitt won for Song of the Year. So she was up against Beyonce, Harry Styles, Lizzo, um, Beyonce, Harry Styles, Lizzo, Taylor Swift, and Bonnie Raitt. Now, I don't know who that is. And I'm not trying to be like an annoying like millennial. It's like if I don't know who that is and they don't deserve to win because that's just like not the way of the world. Like that's just not true. I've just truly never heard this song. I've never got my ears on it. Um, and it made no sense. Like, even she was surprised, you know? Like, the look on her face, she looked dead ass into the camera like Jim Halpert and was like, me? Like, she was confused. And it wasn't like a cute, like, Casey Musgraves moment when she won Album of the Year a few years ago where she was, like, dead ass, like, huh? Like, like you know, spooked. This woman was like, what? Why? And I'm not... I, you know, I'm not trying to like be mean or like shade her or anything. I just like genuinely, I was blown away. I was blown away. Um, and you know, we gotta talk about Ben and JLo. Um, he's not well. Um, there was a couple times where he, they, they didn't know that they were on camera. I don't think. Because the camera angles were really wild. They kept showing Shania Twain from this very strange angle that made her look very bizarre. And I mean, more more bizarre than she already did because she looked she looked fucking crazy. She looked like Ronald McDonald meets Cruella DeVille. It was really something. 
Um, I don't know what's going on with her, but she's been pulling these looks lately and I'm not I've I'm not enjoying it. It's not my, the country queen that I grew up with. This is like this is a whole other whole other thing. But anyway, they kept like showing Ben and JLo on this camera because they were in like obviously the front row of tables and JLo looks so fucking annoyed of him. She's like hitting him. Like, she's not like hitting him, but she's like, cut it out. Like, stop. Like, he looked like he wanted to be anywhere else, but that's just kind of his face all the time, it seems. Like, I don't think this man has ever looked. Honestly, he's only looked happy when he's strutting down the street with his Duncan. Like, I, I just, I hope he's okay because I know that he does struggle with substance abuse. Um, not to get dark, but I just I feel something is going on there. And I don't know if JLo is equipped to handle that. I don't think she's someone that would want to handle all of all of that, you know, um, but I don't know. So I was a little concerned. And, you know, everybody on the Internet seemed to be a little bit concerned about his behavior and just has overall presence and energy. It was very um, downcast. We'll say that. Um, also, I mean, obviously the tribute to 50 years of hip hop was incredible. I mean, that is like when I came, I mean, I was, I was in my bed. I was, you know, I was rocking out. I was having a good time until there was like the newer people that came on. I, I've never felt so fucking old. I was like, who is this? Like, am I supposed to know who this person is because I don't like you know we had like all these legends like hip-hop legends okay we had salt and pepper we had um you know Mary J Blige we had um Queen Latifah uh Run DMC Dr. Dre like we had like all of these people um and then we got hit with these like newcomers and like literally the crowd died they died the moment that they started rapping it was kind of funny to watch like if you if you go back and watch it which you probably won't it's like kind of funny because like everyone is living their fucking lives like shaking their things and um the moment these new people come out I believe it was Lil Uzi who I've quite literally I don't think I've ever heard of him um because I'm still listening to the same music from like 2016 I, I don't know I don't know also you know I'm starting to to really not I'm not going to say like I'm feeling my age per se but when they did the new artist category hand to god okay I did not recognize a single name I was like whoa this is really this is weird like it was a weird moment you know because I normally I'm like oh yeah like I've heard of this person or like I I can kind of like figure out who they are these people I've dead ass never heard of in my life ever um then you know we got the Sam Smith Kim Petras performance because they also won that was a very exciting award you know for them I I don't like that song I'm not an unholy um I don't like it it it's really annoying, actually. But I get that it's people's favorite. Like, it's one of my friend Matt. Like, it's like his literal favorite song. He's seen Kim Petros like a million times. He loves them or her. Excuse me. And um, yeah, so this performance, of course, it was like Madonna presented it. And I don't like when people talk about Madonna's face. I just think everyone needs to shut the fuck up. 
because yeah it is a little startling but it's like this woman is 65 years old like she's a fucking legend let's not you know just you know minimize all of her everything that she's done because like she's got a lot of filler I mean I wish that maybe she would chill out a little bit but I people were being a little too mean on the internet per usual but so she introduced them and it was like a very satanic like I am not a religious person literally by any means but this was like I don't know I felt like a little uncomfortable and I sound like a Fox News correspondent I'm fully aware but I truly was like, what's going on? Like there was devil horns and flames and cages and fire. And, you know, I have PTSD from the ring and Sam Smith was being surrounded by a bunch of people in red tracksuits with long stringy black hair covering their faces. And I was alarmed. I was like, what's going on? It really felt like a satanic ritual. It was definitely giving Illuminati. Um, Yeah, I, I really was not prepared for that, but I, I got it once like. I saw it. I was like, oh, that's why Madonna introduced them. Okay. I'm fully aware of what's going on here. Um, it was also great seeing the tribute to take off, you know, Offset and Quavo, you know, lost their uncle, their best friend in that fatal shooting um, slash murder a few months ago. So that was like really beautiful. And like Casey Musgraves does a really beautiful job um, doing her tribute to Loretta Lynn. I mean, absolutely stunning vocals, like beyond And so at first, I mean, I won't lie, like at first, like Mary J. Blige sounded a little off during her performance and Harry sounded fucking crazy. So I was kind of just expecting like, oh, it's just like the tech, you know, it's the mics, it's the it's the soundboards, it's it's, you know, all of that. But uh, Casey Musgrave sounded great. Sam Smith sounded great. Kim Petra sounded great. I just Cheryl Crow. I mean, amazing. So. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all I have to say about the Grammys. The fashions were a little bit bizarre fashions, you know, going in a weird direction. Um, I can appreciate it. Like, I know people didn't love Lizzo's look, but I personally did. I think it was Dolce & Gabbana, so, like, maybe I regret saying that, but I thought it looked good on her. I also loved Adele's, like, maroon, like, look Cardi B and that Ramona Blue gorgeous like structured gown was like beyond stunning please get your eyes on that because it was really breathtaking like she's cardi b to me is like one of those people that we need to take seriously as a person like she's a good person she's funny she's so goddamn charming she's magnetic she's talented she seems to be a good mom like she just kind of like I want her to get more flowers, you know, maybe she is. And I'm just like not aware of it, but I don't know. That's how I feel anyway. So enough talking about that. I've talked about the Grammys for way too fucking long. Let's talk about Real Housewives of Potomac. It's the finale. I personally think this season has been good slash great. Obviously, there's been some moments where I'm like, oh, okay, this was kind of like a filler, whatever. But overall, I thought it was a great season of Real Housewives. Um, no one needs to get arrested, indicted to have a good season. Um, and what made it interesting, I think, was knowing what we know about Robin and Juan now to watch the finale and to see that montage of their wedding. You know, like that was really crazy. Um, we'll get to that. But so, um, 
sorry, I thought my computer <laughs> shut down on me. I was really scared. Um, so Karen and Mia are on FaceTime and, you know, Karen and Wendy obviously were not invited to the Bachelorette. Uh, strip club night so Mia is giving her like the lowdown of like what happened and then it was like oh girl like Sharice was talking about you and Karen was like what do you mean and Mia was kind of like giggling and was just kind of like oh yeah she says that like you fuck you know people in the bathroom and you get drunk and like you just like cheat on Ray all the time and you know like silly things like that and Karen was like okay but like did you defend me and Mia was like no I didn't (laughs) and I was like okay um So Karen is obviously a little bit peeved about that because she's like, what the fuck? But this is what I said last week. Like, I believe Sharice. Like, I don't know if that's a hot take or not. But like, these women are not acting shocked by these alleged, you know, rumors. They're not, you know, saying like, oh, Sharice, stop. That's not true. Like, they're all kind of laughing and snickering and like smirking about this because I think that they all kind of have heard the same things and this is just verification. You know what I mean? But it's Karen. So it's like, you know, she is five nine. So it's like, you don't want to like tear this woman down and like do too much. But, you know, I did have to, the thing about Mia that really confuses me about her and what I also find fascinating about her and like want her on my TV forever is she's clearly such a liar. But like when confronted with certain things, even her lies like she just she tells the truth if that makes sense so you know like when someone's like oh did you and Jacqueline hook up she's like yeah I looked at her vagina with a with a flashlight with a lamp I was like okay but then like she also like tells lies you know like she makes things up but then if you confront her about it she's like yeah you know like I kind of lied about that it's it's really wild to to watch it really is um so Karen is obviously naturally really upset about this um because she fucking hates Sharice with a burning passion like I've Karen normally seems pretty level honestly level-headed like I remember during the whole Monique and Candace situation like I didn't love how she handled it but she wasn't really taking anyone's side per se like she really was kind of trying to be in the middle um, in a situation that I don't think needed someone in the middle, but that's who Karen is. So to see her get so heated with Sharice, it's like it kind of makes you wonder like, well, is this real? Like, did this really happen? You know, kind of deal. Um, also, Ashley takes little baby Dean, who's not a baby anymore. He's like a full blown toddler to dinner and she tells him about this house and she tell then she gets on FaceTime with her mom and tells her mom that they did get the house and that they put it in Michael's LLC and that her mortgage is going to be $13,000 a month. I need to know why the fuck is Ashley Darby acting so goddamn dumb. She is acting like she's not on a reality show for seven years making good money. She's acting like she doesn't have, you know endorsements on Instagram like she's acting like she has nothing without Michael I'm so fucking confused why are you why are you allowing him to control your um your your whole life still like if you're getting divorced buy your own fucking house or have him buy it not in a joint LLC like 
I don't know. Like, I just don't get it. I don't like when people have that level of control over another person, whether because it's always kind of going to be there. Like it, it's not going to just he can say all he wants, like, oh, yeah, I'm doing this for the kids. It's like, yeah, but it's also keeping you under a thumb, you know, and I I think Ashley is better than that. And I just want more for her. And I don't think she. I don't think she trusts herself, honestly. I don't think she trusts herself to make that kind of decision because, I mean, she's been with Michael since in her early 20s, like a big, you know, important chunk of her life she spent with this man. And I think he made a lot of the financial decisions and she, you know, went along with a lot of things. And it just upset me, you know, because I'm also like, you don't need a, you know, $3 million house, $2 million house, whatever. Like you can figure it out. Like, look at Giselle. Giselle has three girls and she's like, you know, I'm not going to let a man fucking pay for me and control me and have it be implied that like he still like rules over my life. I mean, we saw it last episode when she was at the strip club with the girls. She was like, yeah, Michael said like, you know, he's not going to date because basically he doesn't want me dating. And it's like, but he is like, why do you believe him? I just don't get it. Like, why do you still why does she still believe what he tells her? Because he clearly is a fucking liar. And her mom was like, what? Like, I was just, I'm just disappointed. And then now that we got the preview for the reunion where she says that basically that she's not going to get alimony and that the contracts are not going to be what she thought. It's like, yeah, babe, he's a businessman. He's not going to like give you a fucking contract to sign that's going to like give you half of everything. Be fucking smart. Like, listen to the lawyer that you went and saw that who said, like, getting a house with your ex is not a good idea. Getting a house with someone that you're divorcing is not a good idea. It's fucking stupid. Frankly, I trust Lenny Hochstein finding Lisa a house more than I would trust Michael Darby because Lenny doesn't want it. He, Lenny doesn't want anything to do with Lisa. OK, he doesn't give a fuck who she fucks because he's out, you know, doing his doing his thing. So it's like. I just don't I just don't know what Ashley is doing. I really don't get it. And I find it upsetting. Um, So we get this, you know, we're doing Candace's uh, video release party. She's, you know, really excited. All the girls are there. I don't. Who did she not invite? I'm like blanking. I think everyone, no, everyone was there. Um. And, you know, everyone is kind of act. I don't know, like Giselle walks in, Chris Bassett, like barely gives her the fucking time of day. She says hi. And he's like, get the fuck out of here. Like he wants nothing to do with her. Like he hates these women so much. And the fact that he's even like that cordial, I'm actually shocked. Um, But Candace does like a really nice speech. The video, I mean, it's not low budget. It's giving high budget. It's really, I mean, she's a, she's an artist. She's an artist. And I wish, so Candy Burris was at the Grammys and I kind of wish that she took, uh, Candace as her date. I feel like that would have been like a really kind of iconic and fun. Um, but who knows if she got a plus one. I don't know. I didn't see Todd, you know, lurking, but I don't know. I, I just, I'm so proud of her because it's not like, she's not doing this as like a joke. Or like a fun little hobby, like her husband's not like building her, you know, a studio in their in their cold, you know, frigid basement in the lower level. Like she's really doing the th- doing the damn thing. Like Trina is 
in this song with her. Trina could not make it because she was at Essence Festival, um, which I'm sure all the ladies would have much rather been at Essence Festival. Speaking of Essence Festival, Girls Trip, the movie starring Tiffany Haddish, um, Jada Pinkett Smith, Queen Latifah, and Regina King um, is getting a sequel. Thank God. I've been waiting years, years for this because it's truly one of my favorite comedies. Anyway, um, they're doing, you know, oh, Sharice. Oh, God. Sharice is there and Karen has truly had it with Sharice. And the thing about Karen that I don't love is that she storms away that she runs. It's very Vicky Gumbelson, and it's like, why are you always running type of deal? Where are you going? Like, why can't you seem to have any sort of conversation? And I honestly, my heart, my heart breaks for Ray. It really does. Like, he is an elder. Like, he's an older man. He shouldn't have to be dealing with this shit. He shouldn't have to deal with the fact that people are running around talking about his wife, you know, sucking dick in the bathroom. Like, that's horrible. He should, like, be fading off into the sunset, like, you know, looking out the window with his little coffee cup. Like, he doesn't need to be around these women who are are causing all this stress. It just, like, gives me a little bit of anxiety, honestly, because I just feel in the last few years, like, he's aged a lot. I mean, I believe him to be like 79 or something like he's he's up there um and I love Ray I think he's funny I think he's a cutie I just feel bad for him that this is happening because that's like an old person like that should not have to be dealing with this fucking nonsense but um you know Ashley then is like I'm gonna go talk to Chris I'm gonna go talk to Chris and Candace is like I don't think um maybe we shouldn't and then, of course, I did die laughing when when Ashley was making her way over to Chris and Candace just yells at him. She's like, incoming, incoming, like this bitch is fucking coming. So brace yourself um, because Ashley, again, cannot help herself. And Ashley loves to bring up people's tweets. She's like, well, you know, you then tweeted this about me. He's like, yeah, because you're implying that I'm cheating on my wife and touching people inappropriately and I'm not allowed to fucking tweet. Like, are you stupid? And she did this with Candace a few years ago where she was like, well, you were tweeting while I was giving birth. Candace is like, you were blocked. Like, I can tweet whatever the fuck I want. And granted, what she said was not ideal. She did call Ashley a bed wench. Um, But it's just frustrating because there's just like such a lack of accountability from Ashley and like Chris just cannot fucking handle it and he just storms away and he's cussing everyone out in case like god damn this is my fucking video release party like why is this happening to me um Giselle I mean I'm excited to see you know the reunion because they also you know at the at this party they also discussed like Mia and Wendy and did they or didn't they and I loved Wendy's confessional she was like listen if she asked Maybe I wouldn't have said no. And I was like, oh, Wendy. OK. Um, so I do want to talk about Watch What Happens Live with Robin. Oh, well, first, let's get into the montage of the wedding. So you guys know how I feel about Juan. You guys know how I feel about Robin. This wedding was so dark to me. The montage of them was like emotional in a sense because it's like, wow, these people really have gone through a lot and we've seen it from the very beginning. Like they were just divorced, you know, basically when this show started. So to see how they've like, I'm not even going to say evolved, truthfully, because it doesn't seem like he's evolved. Um, and it doesn't seem Robin's evolved. It just seems like they're like, all right, we're going to we're going to do this. Um, 
And to see like that she wasn't even going to have her parents, Gladys and Gary, attend the wedding was really, I really hated that a lot. Because I'm like, that's your, those are your parents, like who basically helped raise Juan when he lost his parents. And it's like, you're not going to have them be a part of that. That's always a red flag to me when people like, you know, those couples that are like, no, it's just going to be like us too. Like, it's just going to be, it's like, why are you always like, why can't you guys be around people? Is it because you don't want people to like, see how you really are together? Like, it's very confusing. Um, I'm glad she decided not to have the wedding in Jamaica at her brother's in-laws wedding, which was so fucked up. Um, I can't believe that was even an idea. And of course, like, you know, Juan woke up and he was like, I just don't think this feels right. It's like, of course he fucking said that because it's Juan Dixon. Of course. So they get married. I mean, Robin's a beautiful woman, um, but the wedding just seemed empty. To quote Heather Dubrow, it felt hollow. It was giving Gretchen Rossi proposal on the on the rooftop of the helicopter. It really was. Um, her kids looked like they wanted to be anywhere else. There was her parents were there. His brother wasn't even there. Like no one was there. Um, which was like fine. Like if you want to do a small wedding, but it's like you're doing a small wedding on camera. You know, like if you're going to do the small thing, like have it really be an intimate thing. Don't be like, actually, let's get the cameras up because that just is like very weird. And so to watch all this, knowing what we know now that he, you know, had this alleged affair with this woman from Canada um, was dark. And so let's talk about Watch What Happens Live with Andy. She It was basically, it was truly like a one-on-one with Andy Cohen. Like Ebony was there, who I actually really enjoy um, her presence. Like I think she has like funny comments and I think she's really smart and I I enjoy her and I don't think she was the downfall of Roni, but that's a conversation for another time. Um, But so Andy was asking questions and I was so proud of him because they were real questions like we want to know. He basically was like, tell us what happened. So she did. She said that this one, it was during COVID. This woman was corresponding with Juan on Instagram, um, was allegedly dating a Bolton's Ravens player or Baltimore (laughs) Bolton's. Baltimore Ravens player and was coming to America to see him and coming to the area. She ended up losing her wallet and then, um, you know, texted Juan and was like, I need your help. And then he came to the hotel, put his credit card down and like left. And that's why his name was on the receipt. And the look on Andy's face when she's telling this story and even Ebony's like sipping on her drink, like, bitch are you fucking for real like you believe that and she's like yeah I mean it doesn't he's like a lot of people would say that sounds like bullshit and she was like yeah I thought so too you know but I believe him like I'm choosing to trust him and I'm choosing to believe him like why why are you choosing to believe this man who's lied and cheated to you before cheated on you before I don't I don't understand what she's fucking doing. She's looking like a, a clown. And it's like, I want more for Robin. It also makes me not trust Robin. It also makes me feel like, what else has she lied about? What else has she kept from us on camera? Like, what the, what the fuck else is going on? And then Andy was like, okay, but you also understand, like, you're on a reality show about your life. And then you put your life behind a paywall. Like, do you see how that's, you know, basically fucked up? And she was like, well, no, like she had, she wasn't really 
taking it all in. She was basically just saying, you know, I don't demand transparency from my um, from my castmates. And he's like, you don't. He's like the whole entire arc was, you know, who cheated on who and whose husband is cheating. He's like, that was the entire season and that you were a part of that. And never. And she's like, well, why would I raise my hand and be like, oh, I, you know, want one allegedly cheated on me, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, because you're on a show about your life. Like, what are you talking about? And she's like, well, if anybody asked me, I would have told them. Okay, well, that's not the way that the show works, honey. You're all not going around asking each other questions and being like, oh, well, you know, did this ever happen to you? Actually, it did. Let's talk about it. That's not how this works. It's a show about your life. We're supposed to be following your life. And I do get kind of pissed when people are like, oh, this person doesn't have a storyline. This person doesn't have a storyline. Sometimes the storyline is the other women and that's just the way it works. But it also helps when like we do get some like real moments. Like I want to follow what they do and like who they are and what their family is about. Like when I see Giselle and her girls, I'm like, I wish that we saw more of that. And I get that she doesn't have any, you know, say in editing and production, but it would just, I, I would like that side a little bit more. Um, Yeah. And then to go through the entire reunion and never bring this up, it was just like, Andy was like, what the fuck? And I don't think, I don't think Robin should be fired by any means. I want Robin on next season because I want these girls sitting around a table, you know, I wish Oz still existed because I would love them there at the kangaroo restaurant and, you know, talking about this because it's just really it's just disappointing. Like, I'm just really disappointed in Robin. And I just feel like it sets like a really weird precedent um, with other franchises or other shows where it's like, oh, I'm going to choose not to do this, but I can have a podcast and put it on a Patreon episode. It's like, well, that's kind of bullshit, you know, like then get the fuck off the show and just have your Patreon and like leave us alone. Um, Yeah. So I'm excited for the reunion. I don't think we're getting an episode this Sunday because of the Super Bowl. Um, But I, I yeah, I don't think we are. But um, I will be back. New Jersey does premiere on Tuesday, which I cannot wait for. And um, then, we, of course, we get Miami, the Holy Grail. I, I'm excited I feel like Salt Lake City really weighs me down. Like I it was always like kind of a slog to talk about, you know, like I was like, all right, Heather did this and Whitney. Like I like I don't know. So I'm really, really excited to talk about Jersey again. I'm really excited to get into Miami. Vanderpump Rules comes back next week. I mean, like we're really hitting a good stride here. Um, Orange County's trailer should be dropping fairly soon. Um, Girls Trip 3 should probably be coming out soon. Like we are getting into some really, really good content. I'm really excited. Um. Because I just feel like with Salt Lake City, I was like, oh, what are we doing here? You know, it just like wasn't doing it for me. Um, but that's yeah, that's all I have for today. Um, I will see you guys later this week and I hope everyone has a wonderful day. And uh, yeah, you can follow me at Bravo Storian and please rate, review and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And um, if you have any constructive criticism for me, please just DM me. Don't don't leave it in the review. So thank you so much. Love you. Bye. Huda Media Production.